Hello, and welcome to A Course in Miracles for Regular People. I'm your host, Reverend Robin. In this podcast, we read and discuss the text of A Course in Miracles. I also have another podcast that is reading and discussing the daily workbook lessons. That one is called A Course in Miracles Daily Workbook Lessons for Regular People. I love talking with people about A Course in Miracles and the daily lessons, and I welcome interaction and feedback. There are several ways you can reach out to me if you'd like to chat. I'm on Twitter at ACIMFOR. I have a Facebook page called A Course in Miracles for Regular People. You can email me at ACIMFRP, that's A Course in Miracles for Regular People, ACIMFRP at gmail.com. Or you can simply go to anchor.fm and leave me a voice message. Actually, you can also make donations on Anchor if you'd like to support this podcast, and I really appreciate that. Now let's get started with today's episode. Hello, this is episode 54. Today we are jumping ahead again because this is Palm Sunday. So instead of continuing in chapter 2, we are jumping ahead to chapter 20. The Vision of Holiness. And we are starting in part one called Holy Week. And it says, This is Palm Sunday, the celebration of victory and the acceptance of the truth. Let us not spend this Holy Week brooding on the crucifixion of God's Son, but happily in the celebration of His release. We have been taught, and it, it seems logical from one viewpoint that the reason that Jesus came was to be crucified, to be killed. But really, the reason that Jesus came was to show us that death is not real. That's what, it, that's what it's all about. Jesus' life was about showing us that death is not real. That people can do anything they want to the body. It doesn't matter. The body is not life. And if somebody kills a body or if a body dies... When we understand what true life is, we can either resurrect that body or create a new body. There is that school of thought that Jesus didn't resurrect his old body, that he created a new one. The Bible says that after he was resurrected, after his body was resurrected, he approached his disciples and And he showed them his hands with the holes from the nails. And he said to Thomas Didymus, whom we have grown up calling Doubting Thomas, because Thomas said, I will not believe that he is resurrected until I see the holes in his hands and put my fingers in those holes and I put my fist into his side. So, 
If Jesus did create a new body, he created it with those holes in it so that his disciples would believe that it was him. We can create anything we want in this life. It's not about accumulating piles of money and stuff like that, but we can create abundance. It's not the money that we need or want. It's what the money can buy us. So let's not spend this holy week brooding on the crucifixion of God's son, but let's be happy and celebrate God's son's release from pain and suffering and the fear of death. Continuing, it says, Easter is the sign of peace, not of pain. A slain Christ has no meaning, but a risen Christ becomes the symbol of the Son of God's forgiveness on himself. The sign that he looks upon himself is healed and whole. This week begins with palms and ends with lilies. The white and holy sign that the Son of God is innocent. Let no dark sign of crucifixion intervene between the journey and its purpose. The purpose of Jesus' life on earth was to show us that death is not real. So let no dark sign of crucifixion intervene between the journey and its purpose, between the acceptance of the truth and its expression. The acceptance of the truth is that death is not real. And the expression of that truth is the resurrection. This week we celebrate life, not death. We honor the perfect purity of the Son of God, not his sins. Offer your brother the gift of lilies, not the crown of thorns. The gift of love, not the gift, quote-unquote, of fear. When we focus on the crucifixion of Jesus' body, and we represent it as him giving a blood sacrifice on our behalf because of our sins, it brings up fear. Oh, if I don't accept this blood sacrifice on my behalf... I will go into eternal death. But offer you, brother, the gift of lilies, the perfect purity of who and what we are. Continuing, it says, You stand beside your brother, thorns in one hand and lilies in the other, uncertain which to give. Join now with me and throw away the thorns. The thorns represent the idea of separation, of judgment, of sin, and of death. Offer the lilies to replace those thorns. Jesus said, this Easter, I would like to have or receive the gift of your forgiveness offered by you to me, and returned by me to you. When Jesus was here on earth, 
He was living the dream of separation. And as he lived that dream of separation, he spent time with his father. He learned from the Holy Spirit and he grasped the idea that physical reality is not the real reality. And he wants us to grasp that as well and to understand and to grant that forgiveness, that removing of the root of hostility and fear and remembering the truth of life and love and peace and oneness. And he wants us to offer that to him, that recognition, that understanding, and that he would then give that back to us as a, as a reaffirmation of what is true. Continuing, it says, we cannot be united in crucifixion and in death. There is no unity in death. Nor can the resurrection be complete till your forgiveness rests on Christ. The anointing, the anointed one, the Holy Spirit. Resurrection will be complete when our forgiveness rests on the anointing that is the Holy Spirit along with Jesus. Continuing, it says, A week is short, and yet this holy week is the symbol of the whole journey that the Son of God has undertaken. He started with the sign of victory, the promise of the resurrection. And that was already given him. The Bible says that God knows the end from the beginning. And think about Palm Sunday in the Bible, or maybe it was Saturday, I don't know, but we do it on Sunday here. When Jesus sent his disciples to go get the, the colt, the, the donkey that no one had ever ridden, And he rides this donkey into town. And the people of the town are rejoicing. Hosanna! Hosanna! Glory to God in the highest. And they're waving these palm fronds and they're celebrating Jesus. And then the rest of the week takes place. And then there's the crucifixion. And then there's the resurrection. And that, it says... is the journey, the symbol, that whole week is the symbol of the whole journey that the Son of God has undertaken. He started with the sign of victory, the, the palm fronds and the people cheering and, and yelling, the promise of the resurrection. They didn't recognize that that's what they were doing, but they were. So continuing, it says, let him not wander into the temptation of the crucifixion and delay him there. Let's not delay each other by focusing on the crucifixion. The crucifixion is not the important part. But we get stuck there. And we, we beat ourselves up for our quote-unquote sins that Jesus gave his quote-unquote life for. Jesus didn't give his life 
He gave the physical body that he was living in. So let's not spend time wallowing in the sorrow and pain of the crucifixion. It says, help us, help our brother to go beyond the crucifixion in peace with the light of his own innocence, lighting his way to his redemption and release. Remembering that the purpose of the crucifixion was not the sacrifice. The purpose of the crucifixion was the resurrection, the proof that death is not real. And let us recognize our own innocence, who we truly are inside our eternal beings. We are the light and love of God. And we rec- when we recognize our own innocence in that light, then that light is lighting our way to redemption and release. Continuing, it says, Hold him not back with thorns and nails when his redemption is so near. Lesson 71 in the workbook says, Only God's plan for salvation will work. And Lesson 70 says, that my salvation comes from me. In the Bible, in Matthew 5.14, Jesus said that we are the light of the world. That light is God in us. That is our salvation. Hold our brother not back with thorns and nails when his redemption is so near. The kingdom of heaven is near. It is within us. It is so near. It's in our own heart and mind. My salvation comes from me. My salvation comes from my recognition that I am within and of God. Continuing. But let the witness of your shining gift of lilies speed your brother on his way. Rather than holding your brother back with thorns and nails, ideas of guilt and sin and death, let the whiteness of our shining gift of lilies, our recognition of our innocence, of our holiness, let that recognition speed our brother on his way to his resurrection to his recognition of his innocence of his oneness with God and with us continuing Easter is not the celebration of the cost of sin but of its end the end of sin the beginning of the recognition or the remembering of our holiness Continuing, if you see glimpses of the face of Christ behind the veil, looking between the snow-white petals of the lilies that you have received and given as your gift, you will behold your brother's face and recognize it. When we see glimpses of the Holy Spirit, the anointing behind the veil, looking between the petals of the lilies, we get a glimpse of the Holy Spirit as we recognize our holiness. I was a stranger and you took me in, not knowing who I was. Yet for your gift of lilies, you will know. When we recognize our oneness with God and each other, then 
we recognize that that person who we think is a stranger is our holy brother. And when we extend that perception of holiness to this quote-unquote stranger, that is giving the gift of lilies. Continuing, in your forgiveness of this stranger, alien to you and yet your ancient friend, lies his release and your redemption with him. In our forgiveness, in our releasing the root of fear and hostility, because we recognize, we remember that we are one and that nothing real can be threatened and nothing unreal exists. So in recognizing this stranger's holiness, then we recognize that we don't need to be afraid of him because we are one. And in that recognition lies his release and our redemption along with him because we are one. Continuing, the time of Easter is a time of joy, not of mourning. Look on your risen friend and celebrate his holiness along with me. For Easter is the time of your salvation along with mine. Because Jesus has recognized his true being, his true self. And he recognized that death was not real. And he was willing to allow the torture and murder of the body because he knew that he could not be killed. That after his body was killed, he could raise it back up or create a new one. Easter is the time of our salvation along with Jesus. When his body was resurrected, it proved that death was not real. And when we understand that, we are saved from sorrow and pain and fear of death. In chapter 4 of the text, chapter 4 is the illusions of the ego. And in the introduction, it says, in like the third or fourth paragraph, it says, the journey to the cross should be the last, quote-unquote, useless journey. It says, do not dwell upon it, but dismiss it as accomplished. If you can accept it as your own last useless journey, you are also free to join in my resurrection. When we accept that the death of Jesus' body is not the purpose of Easter, but the resurrection of that body. When we accept that as done, then we know that death is not real. And that is joining Jesus in his resurrection, remembering who and what we really are. Continuing, until you do so, your life is indeed wasted. It merely keeps reenacting the separation, the loss of power, the futile attempts of the ego at reparation, and finally the crucifixion of the body or death. 
such repetitions are endless until they are voluntarily given up. Do not make the pathetic error of, quote, clinging to the old rugged cross, unquote. The only message of the crucifixion is that you can overcome the cross. Until then, you are free to crucify yourself as long as you choose. This is not the gospel that I intended to offer you. We have another journey to undertake. And if you will read these lessons carefully, they will help you prepare to undertake it. That is the purpose of A Course in Miracles. That is the purpose of the workbook. And that is the purpose of the Manual for Teachers. That we could learn and understand the true meaning of everything that we see in the physical world. The physical world, the Course says, is a dream that we dream when we believe that we're separated from God. But it also says that the Holy Spirit can use this physical world as a tool to help us to remember the truth. And when we can realize that the real us, our inner being, that is part of and within God, can control this physical world, then we are that close to our awakening. That close, I'm saying like a quarter of an inch, a quarter of a centimeter, a quarter of a millimeter. We are that close. That's what the world is for. That's what Easter is for. That's what the crucifixion was for. The crucifixion was for the purpose of understanding that death is not real. The only reason there was a crucifixion was so there could be a resurrection. Wow, that was powerful. Father, thank you for the revelation and insight that was received during this episode. Thank you for the Holy Spirit leading us and showing us who we really are, that we are within and of you, that we are part of you, God. we are, that we are made of what you are. My main takeaways from this episode are that, first of all, that we started with the sign of victory, that the promise of the resurrection was already given to us. It is as certain as God. Second, that a slain Christ is meaningless. But a risen Christ becomes the symbol that we can look upon ourselves as healed and whole. 
And third, that the purpose of the crucifixion was the resurrection, the proof that death does not exist. Hmm. Today, I wish you a week of holiness and salvation. Many blessings, my brothers and sisters. Namaste.